Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. It's Rutherford Issues from the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks online at willowwindow.pro. Speaking of pros, we're going to talk to Michelle Clifford this morning. She is with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Rutherford County. How are you? Hey, Brian. I'm good. How are you? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. I've got spring fever. I don't know about you. (gasps) Me too. Believe me. I went down the Target aisle the other day, and they have like goggles and stuff out it was everything i could do to just not buy it all and go straight to the lake <laughs> yeah boy i i can't wait i don't know this this winter seemed to have been uh when we were cooped up i guess uh, a little bit more due to covid and then uh, the cold and the snow and all that I, I'm, I'm just ready to break out mm, aren't we all we are too and we're excited at the club for summer too we are we just had a meeting about our summer program and we're spending the next two weeks meeting about our summer program to get it all together and ready for uh, the kids for this summer. You know, we love our summers at the club. Yeah, most certainly. Um, and I guess you've got to really get closer to it. And then, as we've talked about, it's not just here's a plan A. It's a plan A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> That's right. We've been saying that. and You and I have been talking about that for a year. It's so true. And we are. We're coming up with plan A through E, but we are so excited to be coming up with our our summer plans. And we have a lot of unique programs we're looking to launch this summer. I don't want to give anything away. Um, That'll be for next month, Bron. But um, there are some programs we're looking to launch that we were talking about that I was excited about. I would go through these programs and do. It's going to be really unique and really fun this year. Some programs I'm sure I mean you you look at the need you you talk to those in education and and see where our kids are going to maybe need a little bump a little help going into the next year due to this last school year having to deal with COVID and and we hear a lot about learning loss and things like that so I'm sure you all are going to try to work on helping with that. Absolutely. And as always, every summer we will do our summer reading program where we work with kids through the summer. It's a pretty good intervention program to get them, um, kids who are not on grade level, get them up either up to grade level or past grade level. And we are always successful that. It's a wonderful program. We've been, we have a wonderful lady who heads that up for us every summer and we hire educators to help run it. And it has been successful every year. And this year, I know we have two different authors that are either going to come to the club or join via Zoom to read books to the kids. And think maybe bring their books um, to give out to the kids that they've written so it is a yeah so we do a lot of stuff for learning summer learning loss and then a lot of really fun stuff too but I'm telling you Brian these new programs we're talking about are unique I can't wait to share them with you next month get ready well mark your calendars the, the first That's Friday right. of the month uh, to find out and get the scoop um, what do we know about summer uh, and summer programs I mean it is uh, now the time to for parents to, to sign up for that, and uh, will it be in person? Do you know anything that you can share about summer? Sure. So signups will open hopefully the begin open hopefully the beginning of April, and uh, we're upping our numbers. I don't know yet what it's going to look like, but I know we are increasing our numbers. We're increasing them daily right now. Um, 
we're very excited. Staff are starting to get vaccinated at the club. And so we are moving in the right direction. I don't know exactly yet um, when registration will open, but we're shooting for the beginning of April. And I will for sure know more details, all the details next time we talk about all of that. But, okay. you know, we usually take a whole bunch of field trips and I don't foresee that coming back yet this summer, but we are doing a lot of, instead of going to field trips, trying to bring field trips here to the club for the kids. Um, so looking at new ways for that and bringing people in to do fun stuff like that. So um, I'm excited to be increasing our numbers and that our numbers are increasing and excited to just feel like, you know, we've been on this curve and I feel like we're finally coming on the upswing of the curve. And it's really exciting to be a part of that and to see that starting to happen. So summer will be fun and I will share all the details with you next time we talk. But parents who are interested, look for the first part of April for registration to open. And we'll have it on our website, bgcrc.net. And we will also announce it on our Facebook. So follow us on Facebook if you don't. Okay. Really up to date, up to the minute stuff. Uh, Michelle Clifford with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Rutherford County joining us. It's almost like we've been in this long state of hibernation and now trying to wake up from this hibernation. And you know, but but you know, it, it I think it feels like we're on the the backside of that thing. And then there's excitement brewing in summertime. I, I just really think it's going to be an awesome summer. So uh, looking forward to to that and hearing more about that next month. I, I did want to talk to you a little bit about. Um, I, I got some sweet treats from. Uh, our friends at the Boys and Girls Club recently, and there was a nice uh, uh, letter that came along with that. And uh, with the information that you provided, uh, I, I thought maybe we could touch on some of that because it has been a challenging 2020 and 2021, and you've really had to pivot and do lots of things. And without uh, the support of the community, it wouldn't be possible. That's so true. Pivot should be the word of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true brian i mean i'm proud of our boys and girls club because we were faced with a new challenge every week and we continued to rise to those challenges but we were able to do it through the community the community believing in us the stepping up anytime we needed anything i'm talking anytime and everything we needed anything from nourish calling and saying we have extra chicken that we could use for dinners to community members calling and saying, can I write uh, 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 notes to the kids, just supportive notes to give out to the kids and the family, to um, a community members calling and saying, hey, can I read? Can I read to the kids over Zoom? Like, what can we do? So our needs were always met. But last year, just looking back and thinking of the year, it's incredible some of the stuff we were able to do. We were able to serve 1,277 youth last year that needed us most. And in a year when we weren't a lot together very much, I was very happy that we were able to serve kids in the capacity that we were. And we were able to give out over 24,000 meals to our club families last year. 
in 2020. That one too, I'm super proud of. And that and one it was people was stepping up to give food. Mm-hmm. That, that that was remarkable. And 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 I I know that several times you would call and say, hey, we've we've got this or that, and we posted something on uh, our website, and uh, just to see the community come together and and providing meals to families because we know that the families, I mean, you're you're directly helping the youth by helping their families uh, in in a tough spot. That's exactly right. On a normal club day, we give our kids a, a dinner. And then when you shut, when we had to close our doors for a little bit, we knew that those kids and those families depended on those meals. And that was just something that it got together and said, absolutely no way are we going to let this stop. We know that they need this. How are we going to do it? And again, it's kind of like the story out of the Bible with the loaves and fishes we looked at this and thought, how are we going to do it? But every time it was provided, I'm, I mean, over 24,000 meals. And, and more, you, you know, you started and then more families with word of mouth find out about it. And, and by the time that, uh, I guess, started to wane a little bit uh, and, and things opened back up some, you were serving a lot of meals. We were serving a lot of meals. Chick-fil-A came several times and provided the meals same with Allie on Maine I don't even want to start the list because I'll forget people and I'll feel so bad but I mean just the way people stepped up and the meals that we were able to serve and again when I spoke of those letters we had board members and we had people in the community who would put in our mailbox stacks of little just either post-it notes or cards that they handmade that we put in with those meals when we gave them to the family so the families were getting these little cards that had pictures on them or Bible verses on them or just words of encouragement. It was just so fun to be, to, you know, they needed that. I needed to read those when I was helping put them together. And people were, you know, they just wanted to help out however. So it was wonderful to see the community come together. And then our um, staff was so wonderful. They, when we couldn't be there in person with the kids, they got on YouTube and on our Facebook and they started posting all sorts of daily virtual programming from Friday field trips to different places to um, you could get online and work out with Mr. John and do jumping jacks or whatever he was doing to um, they had art projects that my kids did. We did art projects together at home that Miss Amanda posted. So we posted so many online virtual things for our kids to still feel attached to us and a part of it and we even had staff who would call our kids all of them just to do wellness checks how are you doing are you okay just to hear their voices so Amanda rise to the occasion I was so so proud of them yeah and and this um engaged the the kids also gave them um some um really good things to to think about and and you know stimulate the the brain and and that kind of thing um you know and also uh, you gave youth a place to safely go to school virtually too right that's right we did we served over 150 virtual learners at the school when their parents did not send them back or they were you know schools were closed and it was all virtual and parents had to work they came to the club over 150 kids came to our clubs and did school virtually at our clubs and our staff helped log them on and help follow along teachers emailed our staff their teachers did to let them know what was going on and what's happening because they became so important and such a pivotal part of their 
education this year with doing that. So again, a way we were able to pivot, there's that word, Bron, but pivot and serve kids in the manner they needed us. And that was through virtual schools with a hundred over 150 kids. That was, that was pretty amazing to watch. I think you also have to, you know, at, at some point we'll look back on this and, and it's not only just helping the kids attend school virtually, but those who attended school virtually, this 150 probably are a, a little further ahead because they had help and encouragement and people there to walk them through and, 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 and help in that education process where maybe others didn't. So uh, I think we're going to see that uh, coming from these numbers. You know, those these kids are going to be so much further ahead. I agree. And as a parent who had to do virtual with my child at home, I can't imagine <laughs> our staff, you know, who did it with two or three at once. Yeah. Um, they did, but man, they're rock stars. They stepped up. And of course, as always, they over-delivered for us and for the children, for our youth. And we are so grateful. And you're right. They had, those youth had staff right next to them the whole school day working with them and keeping them on track and doing stuff. They, you know, working with them on their schoolwork instead of just sitting in front of the computer. Well, you know, as we, we approach the one year of all of this stuff really kind of starting uh the 13th of march i i remember it just like it was yesterday of of just kind of how everything started to unravel uh the 12th and 13th especially and you know the, what we had to go through but one of the special memories for me in 2020 during all of that is when we uh celebrated josh um who was last year's uh tennessee state youth of the year for the boys and girls club Oh, yeah. That's a highlight. Brian, I've worked at the club for 15 years, and Josh being named our State Youth of the Year goes down as one of my top three highlights. It was unreal. We, you know, Youth of the Year is a program that Boys and Girls Club do across the nation, and each club picks, holds a competition to pick their Youth of the Year, and then they compete on a state level, then a regional, then a national. And it's a huge honor just to be named your organization's Youth of the Year. Um, and our kids know it. Our kids look up to our youth of the year that we have here. They strive to be that youth of the year. But then when Josh was named the Tennessee State Youth of the Year, I actually was um, out of town when I got the phone call. And I was like, can y'all hear me screaming all the way from where I am? I mean, it was just a celebration. He was our first ever youth of the year from Rutherford County to be named the State Youth of the Year. And he represented all of Tennessee in the state as a youth of the year and he represented us so well and we were so proud of him and just to watch him on that journey but how amazing that was he was actually just featured in a video um, for boys and girls clubs because he's just such a wonderful amazing amazing young man and to watch him go through that experience i loved it and we are so proud that we have in Rutherford County, the reigning Tennessee State Youth of the Year for all 81 Boys and Girls Clubs in Tennessee. Just, that's a highlight. That was fun. And yeah. I think, Brian, you interviewed him, too. That was I, one of the things you, we did. Yeah, a couple of times. And, uh, uh -huh. you know, for graduation, we got to uh, do a little surprise yes. there. And that was that was really neat. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just really special, the things that are going on at the Boys and Girls Club. You can find out more at bgcrc.net, by the way. And uh, we look forward to hearing about those programs coming up for summer. And we'll, I'm sure we'll dive into it uh, wholeheartedly next month. 
We will. Get ready. Like you said, mark your calendars. They are going to be good. Good stuff coming up. Michelle, I think, mm-hmm. uh, thank you for being with us today, and uh, we'll check in with you in April then. Sounds good. Thanks, Brian. All righty. Thank you. That is Michelle Clifford joining us today from the Boys and Girls Clubs of Rutherford County. Again, bgcrc.net online. That's where you can find uh, all kinds of information about our friends over at the Boys and Girls Clubs. Well, let me tell you about our website, wgnsradio.com. That's where you can go and tap on podcast, and all of our local shows are there. Rutherford Issues there as well. You can also listen back wherever you listen to audio, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.